with ourselves man we did not play well today um, we lack detail in a lot of areas um, and, and when you're playing good people man you're gonna be up against it uh, when you don't play good uh, we can't allow the emotions of the moment um, to for us to miss that fact um, I am proud of these guys I am proud of their fight I am proud of how they supported one another uh, but it's important that we that, that we don't lie to ourselves um, boy we, we we did not function well in a lot of ways today um, Baltimore had a lot to do with that. Uh, I give them credit, particularly at the early stages of the game, man. You know, they utilized their bye week well. Uh, they, they threw some things at us um, that we had to adjust to. Um, I thought we were able to get some things settled down at the half and kind of, you know, get back into thing. Um, injuries are a part of it. It's significant. But I thought um, losing Tyson Alulu in game and, and, and losing um, Mike Hilton prior to the game those are two critical rundown defenders that 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 made it tough for us to function at times because they are exceptional in running the football. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. In the locker room on a Tuesday, joined with the Steelers Blitz crew as well. It's the, I don't know, there's a nickname here somewhere, fellas. The something trio, the... The SNR, <laughs> the SNR trio. I don't know. There's something. We'll work on it here over the next two hours. But you got Craig Wolfley, Arthur Motes, myself, Wesley Euler. Once again, uh, rocking and rolling on a Tuesday, fellas. You know, I'm just sitting here enjoying watching <laughs> Arthur jam to the, the, the Stones. I'm thinking to myself, give me shelter. And I'm listening to Mike Tomlin's words. It was it's perfect. Not, was it it's not perfect. the same thing as seeking comfort? Oh, they man. seek no comfort hey, hey. and no shelter because <laughs> they were resilient and they stayed with it. They got punched in the mouth and they punched back twice. Absolutely, man. And listen, I look at it like this. They find shelter in the uncomfortable situations. They make that their home. So that's why I said it was perfect, baby, because we don't care about the adversity. You know my man, Coach Tom, he says this all the time. We do not care. So that's why I don't care about adversity. I get comfortable in the adversity, baby. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. You know, when you think about it, this whole, what, seven-game win streak now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with no preseason, no offseason, no any sort of season, you come into this and you don't really know all the elements that no are, are going to fit. Mm -hmm. You have the, uh, the question mark of Ben's elbow. You know, you have all sorts of things that you have to overcome, including some guys testing positive for COVID at yep. the beginning. Yep. Mm -hmm. And yet you put all these things together and then you just weather the storms that come along the way. And along the way, you learn. Absolutely, man. And I think that's the beauty of Pittsburgh in general in terms of how 
the players here in the coaching staff are very comfortable with the adversity, very comfortable with the uncertainties and the changes. I mean, we talk about the COVID and, and things on that nature, but remember, this team had the unexpected bye week that they didn't even technically yeah. get the bye week. I mean, they were practicing on Thursday, had to get approval from the PA to come back to practice again. So, I mean, this whole year for them has been out of whack, out of sorts, but Obviously, with their record being what it is, when you're looking around the league and then being the only remaining unbeating team, it shows just how they've been able to handle this situation as best as possible. I mean, they're they're providing the blueprint right now. And that's why I went with that Mike Tomlin clip to open up the show today, fellas. Because Showing your brilliance. Hey. so fancy. <laughs> you circle. are so Full circle. fancy. Get out of town. Uh, it's refreshing to hear. I think a lot of times, right, when teams have the start that the Steelers have had, they can kind of paint with a broad brush over some of their issues, right? But Mike Tomlin is not shying away from that. Hey, we're 7-0. We're feeling good about it, but, man, we still have X, Y, and Z that we more need to correct. More meat on the bone. Yes, more meat on the bone. And I think that's a good place to be, right? I mean, you guys can obviously speak to this better than me as, as the two NFL vets here on the show. But I'm sure it's much easier to say, hey, we haven't been perfect. We're 7-0. and We like where we're at, but we haven't been perfect as opposed to if everything was kind of just – sunshine and rainbows at this point or if the Steelers were four and three trying to get some things corrected five and two I would imagine it's a little bit easier to self-scout and look in the mirror and face some of those deficiencies when you're still seven and oh at the same time no question but first of all I I, I just one of my favorite phrases meat on the bone okay oh, yeah. now I, I want to make a statement because this all right have you guys been to Hyde Park Oh, well, you, well, know you, you know Wes is big money in here. Every once, right. every once in a while, I drop his name at the door and they let me in. Okay. All right. <laughs> if you've been to Hyde Park, if you had the Tomlin Tomahawk, oh, yeah. which is the 36-ounce or whatever, the T-bone. I don't know if it. I've had that, but I need okay. to now. Let me tell you. I, 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 I mean, just say flex this. right there, too. That's like the most expensive steak in there. Gosh, <laughs> okay. man. All right. All right. All right. All right. It tastes nice up here in but the big studio. Here's, here's, here's the point. Yeah, exactly so. Well, actually, it's just like somebody gave me a gift. Or something. <laughs> all right. That's the only reason I'm there. Okay. But, but the fact is. There was no meat on the bone when I got done with the Tomlin Tomahawk. That thing got crushed. <laughs> I took the bone home to my dog, Jake. Jake, I give it to him. He looks at it and goes, what do you want me to do with that? You sucked all the marrow out of it. What? That's nothing. It's a toothpick. Jeez. <laughs> and see, it's stuff like that that I absolutely love because, I mean, with that analogy, you can just – you picture it. And, and kind of like what you're talking about with the steak, man, like – you know if you're eating that thing right, man. It shouldn't be anything left. We don't want to waste Absolutely. anything. We want to make sure that we are efficient, that we are operating with the details. And that's always what he's talking about when he uh, has those phrases. We would always laugh because it's like, man, you as soon as he says you picture, what, more meat on the bone. But then when you really break down what he's talking about and you understand the context, you're like, gosh, I hate when he speaks in parables, but he's always right. <laughs> he always knows what he's talking about. Gosh, man. <laughs> It does bug you when, you know, because Coach Noel used to speak in, in stories, but Chuck would leave you, like, dazed and confused. You're like, going, well, what does that mean? <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, you know, there's one story, one story, okay. After practice, he came along and he said, fellas, we're going to, like, Chicago or something like that, right? He says, the final padded practice on, on, on Friday, he says, fellas, uh, there was two monks walking along the road, you know, and they came to this river. And there's a young woman there. And uh, the young woman said, uh, uh, could you please carry me across because, I, you know, I'm afraid I'll fall in. And so the one monk gets up and carries her across. And 
sets her down. The two monks continue on away. They're walking for five more miles. And the monk, one monk stopped and said, you know, it's, uh, it's forbidden for us to touch a woman in our, you know, in our order. And the other one said, well, I put her down five miles back. You carried her yeah, the rest of five miles. Everyone's looking and going, oh, what's that? What's that? Okay, take it uh, in. You're like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Say what? Um, you oh, know? Wow. So, you know, there you go. I mean, it's, it's like one of those that it just kind of. That would bug me so bad. Yeah, because you're thinking can, about can, it the rest of the time. Like, like, like <laughs> what, what else happened, coach? Like, who was right? Who was wrong? Were they supposed to carry it both ways? Like, how was it supposed to work out? God. <laughs> so that one was a little open-ended there, I would say. Yeah, no, without a doubt. But that is, I, that's a good, I, I feel like the Steelers are in a great position now. Obviously, we talk about in the AFC North, right? And you got a two-game cushion now, and you're 7-0 and through, I think it's probably easy to argue, you're now through the toughest part of your schedule, the, the meat on the bone of your schedule, if you will, fellas. That's encouraging to me, that you can be 7-0, and you can be in a great spot, and you can still point to, we need to do this, that, and the other better, fellas. We still need to clean this up. We're in a good spot, but we've got things to work on, too. There's no question. But but I will say this. I don't like how you already setting us up for failure talking about, oh, they got through the toughest part of their schedule. <laughs> what do you mean? You're not, you're in, still the, to in the NFL, man, you never know what, what the toughest part is, man. You got to just one game at a time, keep winning at a time, man. When you look at it and say, oh, well, we beat these three Three and zero, or, or, or excuse me, a four and one, a five and zero, and a five and one team, man. Nah, because then that's how you fall for the trap. You hear the term the trap game coming up all the time, right? So that thought process, what does that instantly do? It takes our guard down, right? It makes us sigh a little bit. And then if we come in here or go to Dallas this weekend and get beat. We'd all be in here going absolutely we bonkers. We ain't going to Dallas this weekend again. Uh, I'm just simply saying. Like, He's saying that because his JMU boy, Ben Danucci. I'm just saying in general, man. Like, <laughs> you, you go out there with that mindset. Oh, yeah, man. We didn't got through the tough part. This should be easy. And then we're like, oh, man. All right. This isn't so easy. Oh, man. We're looking in the fourth quarter. It's a one-score game. We don't want that. So, Keep that negative energy over there. We got to keep this thing you, geared up over you here, sound man. Like the one who's living in your fears. I'm 16 and 0. Over no, there. No, 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 you know, no, I just hey, wait, wait, none of that, man. Sudden clarity no. just dropped in on me. Uh-uh. I'm looking at our millennial over here. All right, he's, got, <laughs> he's one too. Well, he's got earbuds. Okay, he's got earbuds. The the classic high tech, all this stuff. I look at you. You got silver engraved headphones right That's, what do i got i got this jimmy olsen 1957 special so, all right so the old man you're eating you're eating at hosses moats is moats has got the hyde parks on there oh, I've, got, no. I've got like mcdonald's here no 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 no, no. <laughs> it's he it's fitting because you said you got your hyde park gift card these were a gift <laughs> oh. so that's why i still wear them yes <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was going to save this until later, but we've got some calls coming in here. we got to get the break in a minute, so let's lay this out now since we're talking right. about meat on the bone here. A lot of food conversation as always. With me, it's always about the food. <laughs> Today, obviously, fellas, a massive day in America. As it is National Sandwich Day in the country today, I can't think of anything Mm -hmm. else more important than that that's going Mm -hmm. on today. So I ask you quite simply, and we've got three callers on hold. I'll get to those guys and get them up on the board here when we go to break. But our side question for the day for all of our callers before they talk Steelers on National Sandwich Day. Gentlemen, your favorite sandwich. I'd have to go with, uh, right off the top of my head, you got to go with the Jimmy John's uh, Johnny Cubano. Ooh, Number 13. He oh, goes yeah. specific. Oh, yes, yeah. he is. The Johnny Cubano, baby. Okay, okay. I like it. Now, does that give you enough food, though? I'm more of a gargantuan guy because it's just Well, like, gargantuan's a big yeah. one. 
<laughs> you know, I'm, Arthur, I'm trying to keep it under wraps. Ah, okay, 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 I got you. Although, although his way in Wednesday I'm, tomorrow. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna order a, a, a number twenty six, which would be two thirteens. <laughs> Moats. Uh, for me, let's see. Um, I'm a classic guy, man. So I'll probably go with the sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, man, from McDonald's. Ooh. Can't go wrong with that. That's like my bread and butter since I was a kid. It brings the nostalgia back, and it always tastes good. Here we are 30-something years later. I'm a Reuben guy. Yep. Okay. Reuben or a pastrami, either one. Brisket family, that's that's where I like I'll to hang my head. I'll you in on a little unknown fact. Mm-hmm. Caliente Pizza, which is the finest I pizzas. I I'm, I'm kidding you not. I mean, seriously, you got to go there. I just had. There's so many experiences. <laughs> but here's the deal. Check out their burgers. They're unbelievable. Mm. I mean, really okay. good. Is a burger a sandwich, fellas? I mean, we're really going oh, down the no rabbit hole. There's no question. Yeah. You know it is. It's got buns it, on it. If it, it has bread, <laughs> if it has bread, bread sandwich. it's a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Sandwiches. You know what? Then I got to change my answer. I'm a, I'm a spicy chicken sandwich kind of guy. Oh, boo. That, see, that's a sandwich. Absolutely. Chick-fil-A, Wendy's. Yeah. Give me a little spicy you chicken. You can't go wrong with that. You yeah. amateur eaters, are, you guys are so whimsical. You're here. <laughs> Us pros, we know how to go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> can't go wrong with just an Italian cold cut sandwich true. too you know like ho- hoagie style so that'll be our uh, our side question of the day if you hop on the phone lines 412-919-1316 craig wolfley arthur motes wesley euler it's the in the locker room steelers blitz crossover on espn pittsburgh and snr First and 10 at the 19th. Gets the snap, little in cut. That's Chase Claypool breaking a tackle. No, that's Juju breaking a tackle inside the 15, inside the 10. First and goal for the Steelers at the eight yard line. Humphrey had a shot at him. Juju said no. Deshaun Elliott, the free safety, brought him down. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, Wolf, you can't make millennial references, right? And I uh, can't come in with a juju highlight and then not play a song about my generation. I mean, no, uh... I like it. Well played, Wes. Well played, young man. You know, this is my favorite part about sitting behind the board, fellas, is, you know, picking out the music and DJing. Right? I, mean, I like it. You know, the only no thing question. That, the only thing I like more than sports is f- music. And the only thing I like more than music is food. I almost did that backwards. All right, yeah. all right. You get what I'm saying there. I don't know how somebody as skinny as you can say you like food that much. Oh. You look at me, you see a man that appreciates grub. <laughs> there okay? we go. You know it. Wolf, I wish you could have seen me a couple years ago before we became buddies. I mean, I was, I was pushing 190 for a while. I wasn't always, I wasn't wow. always this tiny. 190, <laughs> I think. 190, I, I, I was, passed that in the third grade. I was <laughs> 190 high school, bro. The reason I uh, bounce back with the juju <laughs> highlight there, gentlemen, um, I'd like to get your opinion on this. One of the things that I feel like has shown itself the last two weeks, right? A, a lot of people early in the season were – I don't know if I want to say poo-poo, but maybe that is the right term. People were easy or quick to jump on Juju, right? And I think particularly when Chase Claypool had some big performances, um, you know, Juju's time is up. He's no longer the number one guy. It's Chase Claypool now. It's Deontay now. Juju, you know, his time with the Steelers is coming to an end. There was a lot of that conversation the first couple weeks of the season. But the last two weeks, 
in crunch time, in the fourth quarter, in the important moments for the Steelers' offense, Ben was looking to Juju. Both weeks, that was his guy. He was the one that he was going to down the stretch in winning time. And that, to me, says, says a lot about how Ben feels about number 19. There's no question about it. Look, I, I, and I'll, I'll throw this to Arthur in, in, in a question here. When you start to see uh, some guy be a little more dominant, like Chase Claypool, what happens? He draws coverage like flies to honey, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's a natural reaction. And then the next week, oh, well, maybe Deontay, all of a sudden, he starts getting a lot of mm-hmm. targets because – Chase is drawing a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff. Then all of a sudden, it's back to Juju, who comes through in the clutch. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think when you talk about <clears throat> when you think about just Juju and how they use him and utilize him, he's gonna always have the favorable matchups with him lining up inside. We see him line up a lot of that third spot when it's three receivers on one side. Typically, right. where your tight end would be, and the reason you want that matchup is because that's the guy that's going to get on that linebacker. That and, and we see Ben how many times constantly hunting that. I think that's the beauty of this offense and just their rapport of terms of Ben and Juju's relationship. Knowing that, knowing that you have that safety net that, hey, if it gets thick and I need somewhere to go with the ball, I know I have this valve right here. I know this is going to be available. And like you said, these past couple of games, we've seen when it's crunch time and he needs to go with the ball, he's going to Juju. He's saying, okay, this is the matchup right here. Think about it. That last touchdown drive, where did mm-hmm. he go? What three, four times? Yeah, it was Juju. Where did he go? Exactly, Absolutely, man. So Absolutely. that's that's Gavin that ESPN mentality, that telepathy thing, right? They're on the same wavelength. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. I was like, that ain't all right. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was only third in my sixth grade spelling bee, or maybe it was six in my third. I can't remember which it was. One of those two. We have issues. Oh, and they are many. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines here, fellas. we got a couple people waiting on the line here. Uh, let's go out to California. Ernesto in Long Beach has some game balls to hand out. But, Ernesto, do you have a favorite sandwich for us first? Oh, yeah, I have a favorite sandwich. It's uh, Busy Bees has a, a belly buster. Ooh. And uh, it's over in San Pedro. It's this huge sandwich. I could never eat the whole thing. I always get to, like, half of it. Wow. And, uh, and it comes with a French dip. You can just dip the brisket in there. Oh, wow. Ooh. Man, now I'm we're talking. You, this is now, best sandwich in Cali. That sounds like good, brother. Nice to hear from you, Ernesto. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good morning, guys. Uh, uh, Arthur Motes and Westman. I listen to you guys too, man. Uh, Thank you. you Major love. Too, Major love. You guys are, you guys are big here. Uh, but when I used to hear Arthur Motes, uh, when I used to hear your voice, I kind of heard like uh, I kind of pictured like a scrawny guy, and then I seen you play for the Steelers. <laughs> big guy. I, I was like. <laughs> he is not a scrawny guy, for sure. No, no, he's not. <laughs> Ernesto, I'll tell you a story. Years and years ago as a player, one time I was in the Three Rivers locker room back in the day, in the off season, and uh, I'm sorry, on a day off, and they were bringing some tour people through, and uh, this one guy came by and he looked at me, and remember Dustin Colquitt? Well, I yeah. played with his dad, oh, Craig wow. Colquitt, the punter. And the guy goes, wow, Craig Colquitt. I go, are you talking about the punter? I go, I look like a punter? Wow. I walked right into the weight room and did 10 sets of curls. (laughs) And ate 10 cheeseburgers. (laughs) There you go. That's right. What game balls you got for us, buddy? Uh, Well, I just want, uh, overall, the defense, um, they they played lights out when they had to in clutch moments. Yeah, we gave up those yards, uh, you know, running. But I felt like Dobbins played with a – 
a chip on his shoulder because we could have drafted him. We could mm-hmm. get him and, and, and pick Claypool. And Claypool had like four touchdowns, five, six touchdowns coming in, right? You know, so he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Like, I'm going to show Pittsburgh I was the better choice. But, you know, I feel down uh, down the road we, we, we did a, a really good pick with Claypool. Yeah, I definitely but, agree, uh, man. Definitely agree. But uh, going back to the game ball, I want to give it to Spillane. Uh, I think Spillane deserves this game, but he played lights out. You know, I hope he can continue to uh, play at that level. He 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 showed his heart in that game. Yeah, without a doubt, man. And you think about just how he set the tone from the start of this game. That, <laughs> that pick six. I mean, dude. Anytime we get a defensive touchdown, whoo, that, that's automatic, man. He he's in the conversation heavily. You know, there is a study out there that uh, came to the conclusion that if you have a pick six, a Mm -hmm. punt return, or anything like that in a game, you already have an 80% chance of winning the game. Absolutely. That's how devastating uh, a pick six or a kick return is. Block punt, all of those things. Absolutely. Exactly. So uh, we're at what? We're at 30 sacks, 10 interceptions. Uh, I was watching something on ESPN earlier where it said, I guess, we're the first team since like the 80s or something like that. I believe so. uh, In the first eight games, seven games played, first seven games played, 30 sacks, 10 interceptions. And, uh, man, this defense is is, is really turning into a problem for anybody. Uh, I feel sorry for for Dallas next week. You know, they've been doing so bad, that offensive line. I'm sorry, Ernesto, I never feel sorry for Dallas. There is is a long, long line of bad feelings between Dallas and Pittsburgh that occurred before I even got here in 1980. You know, when when the Steelers whooped them in the 70s and beat them in the Super Bowl and everything. Um, I never feel sorry for Dallas. Mm. And you know what? I feel like uh, Big Ben's best football is still yet to come. We got to remember, mm-hmm. Big Ben plays really good towards the end of the season, and he's coming back from this injury. He was off a whole year. Uh, I, I like where he's at, but I think his best football is yet, is yet to come for this whole offense. Uh, I agree. I want to be ready for that. Absolutely. And uh, back to Juju, uh, pay the man. We need him. <laughs> uh, he, he, you got to pay the man. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Heinz Ward. Just always fighting for like it, you know it's like it's gonna be a first down when you give it to Juju. He's two yards short. He's getting it. <laughs> I like it. I like it, brother Ernesto. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother Ernesto. All right, thank you guys. All right. Enjoy your day. Got All right. Down. Thanks, man. Of course, Ernesto's from Long Beach, ah. and he we we talked to him into nice weather up. out there. Well, I said if there's a Long Beach, there's got to be a short beach somewhere, right? <laughs> and that came out to be Mother's Beach, which is out there somewhere. Okay. But it's a shorter beach than Long Beach. Okay. Just, just throwing that information out for everybody. Well, that's right. There's Long Beach, California. There's Long Beach Island in New York. There's a, there's a lot of different, okay. lot of different lengths of bridges uh, of, uh, of beaches. <laughs> I mean, there. <laughs> that's just for inquiring minds. You know, you want to know about these things. All right, let's uh, go back to the phone lines here. Uh oh, here goes the neighborhood. All right, we made him wait the whole time yesterday. Uh-oh. All right, so he's got some more things to say. Cr Steeler Nation Chicago, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? CR, Steeler Nation Chicago. How the heck is everybody doing this morning? Everybody's doing up. fine, even the old Living foggy here. Life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say, they got the old foggy babysitting this morning. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> we got the body. But see, hey. here's what's even funnier. Because the oldest, the oldest foggy hey. guy wild, is CR, okay? <laughs> hey, uh, I appreciate you guys, man. It's, it's so good to hear your, hear your voices, it's, especially you, um, Moe. I've, I've been checking. 
checking you out, man. I go back in the day. I remember talking to you when you was a pup uh, back <laughs> on the radio. I got a couple of uh, uh, chances to, uh, to communicate with you. Yeah, yeah. And now uh, I'm – go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, no, I was, I was thinking about, you know, when you first started talking on, on one or two of the shows, we got a chance to say a little bit. And now I got you um, on the author most uh, experience with, with Deke. I kind of watch that all the time. And what I really enjoy over there is your, the author most film section, man. You, you really break that stuff down and, and you got a good job going with it. Man, I definitely appreciate that. Definitely means a lot. Hey, man, well, brother, hey, you know, you earned it. You're working your way through. Now let's talk about these sandwiches, okay? <laughs> hey, 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 Wolf, I'm gonna go. I'm. You should. Hopefully, you'll appreciate this. I'm going back in the day when I was a kid out in the street playing stickball. Oh yeah. You guys know what stickball is? That's what I said. That's so throwback right there, stickball. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and and then I, I run in the house and I, I I had a hard time trying to choose which sandwich I wanted. Did I want a peanut butter and jelly, or did I want a Jelly and peanut butter and a whole <laughs> glass of milk. <laughs> That'll work. Hey, bro, ain't, hey, ain't nothing like it because that was when a sandwich, as we used to say, that's when a sandwich was a sandwich. Yep. Sandwich. <laughs> yes, sir. Hello, sandwich. But you had to go with crunchy peanut butter. It couldn't be smooth. Oh, yes. yes Amen. Yes, Amen. No doubt about it. Go ahead, Wolf. See? You know, hey, great minds eat alike. <laughs> <laughs> no okay, doubt about it. Uh, you guys were talking about the team. Um, uh, I like I like the fact that um, we got so many weapons, and we have um, keeps these weapons that we all have keeps the defense, uh, the uh, opposition defense off key. So we need to use everybody. I'm glad that right now we do not have a what they call a go-to guy because if you got a go-to guy, then the defense can zero in on that go-to guy. But when you got everybody out there doing stuff, uh, it makes it hard on the defense. And you talking about the Steelers uh, next week uh, going up against the Cowboys. Well, uh, the Steelers need to have that Michael Jordan killer in- attitude or either that Kobe, Kobe Bryant mama mentality. Mm. We, we need to go through that all the way through the season. Like, like when, when we walk out there in the field, we need to be like lies looking at raw meat no matter who it is. That's right, especially those Cowboys this Sunday, right, CR? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like what you say about the offense because, right, uh, in life, I think we all like predictable. We all like our routine. But you don't want that from your offense. You want your offense to be keeping defenses on their toes. You want to be able to run the ball at times. You want to be able to, like we saw at the end of the game, go five wide and spread them out and cut them up that way. I've loved what we've seen from the Steelers' offense through seven games. It's a balanced attack. They've got a lot of different ways to beat you. And like you said, CR, I agree. I don't think they've fully hit their stride yet. I think they're only going to get better from here. A lot of young wide receivers, some new pieces on the offensive line, and I think Ben will get more and more comfortable as the season goes along. Yeah, I agree with you. Hey, guys, I know we've got other people wanting to come in, and I don't want to be on there too long because – one time I was on the radio and somebody said we got to pull the plug because he just talks on. <laughs> 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 but, but anyway, I, I got to give my shout out to Steeler Nation. Hey guys, we got four things we need to do out there. One, we need to download the iHeart Radio app on our phones. Then we need to download Steeler Nation Radio on the iHeart app. Third, we need to download in the locker room with Touch and Wolf mm-hmm. on our. SNR radio app. And mm-hmm. finally, we need to call them at 412-919-1316. Hey, man, we got millions and millions of people out there, 
And uh, like I told you the other day, I do have another program over here where I've got over 600,000 people that I have access to, and I make, I'll try to do my best to make sure that everybody knows about Still the Nation Radio. So, Beautiful. hey, guys, I got to get out of here, back out. Appreciate you guys. In the meantime, and in COVID-19 between time, <laughs> here we go, Steelers. Here we go. <laughs> Appreciate you as always, CR. Have a nice day, man. It's not a show if CR isn't it on is the line, baby. That's CR exactly right. Uh, we got a bunch more callers rolling in here, fellas. We got a break that we need to get to. But, Marcus, hang on the line. Uh, if you just called in and you're on hold, I will get to you uh, on the other side here to get your information at the commercial break. Craig Wolfley, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the In the Locker Room Steelers Blitz crossover on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. You're listening to SNR. It's the snap. He's back. Four-man rush. He's in trouble. He's sacked. And he's sacked back inside the 45-yard line. And on top of him is Isaiah Bug. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. I tell you what, fellas. That Isaiah Bugs, that front seven... They were bringing the noise all Sunday afternoon in Baltimore, baby. Well, I wouldn't say all Sunday well, okay. afternoon. All, all right. right. The, the second half. Say, so, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a problem early on. I mean, we love we love Isaiah. You know, it was great. Um, you know, the way he finished. He did have to settle but, in, uh, for sure. But to be serious, the young man had some deficiencies that he had to, to, to part ways with there and get to it. 100% agree. Yeah. You know, the one thing about it you can say is this. On the third and five, the fourth and five, right at the end of the oh, yeah. game, young man came through big and, and did a great job of holding him. Skur is not a bad center. He's a big he's a big jabroni, big chooch, um, <laughs> strong guy. But, you know, you, you got to he's, – he's not real mobile. You get your hands on the inside on him. You can lock out, hold your position. And I thought Isaiah did a nice job at the end there. there he made three – I thought three – it was in on three big plays, and, uh, you know, maybe we're seeing the young man grow up. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. I, I do think uh, early on, I think as a defense, all of those guys were going through the adjustment period, but even more so with him just because he wasn't even out there to start it. So it it, it seemed a little more glaring when everybody else is starting to catch up and he was still the one – you know, just trying to, 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 to find his bearings in the game. But as a whole, man, once that second half hit and he was able to really settle down, you could see why he had the draft pedigree that he had in terms of where they wanted or where they had him graded to go. Now, granted, he went later due to other things, but where they thought he should go based on talent alone, we saw glimpses of that. And I really think that that's just a true testament to Kevin Colbert and just the team that he's been able to build in terms of finding guys late in the draft, finding guys that are great, talents but maybe need a little bit more work on them. I mean remember Tyson Aluwalu was a top 10 pick and right. we got him for pretty much crumbs you know as a free agent a couple of years ago those are the type of things where you're seeing him make these moves and right here they're paying dividends when you have that type of depth when you have that type of talent that you can just bring in and say hey look man 
We know we know how talented you are. They might not, but we do. Go out there and show it. And obviously, Isaiah Bugs is able to do that, especially in the second half. Think about it. I mean, Danny McCullers was one guy, one project that they were they mm-hmm. kept around. You you know you mm-hmm. you just never saw Danny take that next step. You know, you kept having glimpses of it, uh, but you saw Isaiah, and you, it came down really McCullers and and Isaiah. You yeah. know, one, and 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 Isaiah to me in that second half showed me something. Like you said, you talk about can you produce on the field? Because you're getting whipped early on, and you're you've got to be a part of the. You're either part of the solution, or you're you're the problem. Absolutely, you know. Man. And he became part of the solution on in a, a, at least three good plays that I can think of as a key component. Without a doubt, man. And, and that's the thing when we talk about just guys who have potential and guys who are productive. With Big Dan, we all could talk about that potential that he has. We could all talk about how, man, that's a $100 million type of potential right there between his body's type and athletic ability and strength, but the productivity has never really lived up to that. Whereas with Isaiah Bugs, he's saying, man, I don't care what y'all think or or, or what you guys think I can become. I'm going to show you what I am right now. I'm going to show you my productivity today. And we always know, I mean, Coach Simon talks about this all the time in terms of that game that you just played being your living, breathing resume. So right now, when you look at Isaiah Bucks, he is a productive player. And that's the thing that I I feel like is a huge notch for him because it's not easy to be be productive at this level. I mean, if you can attest to that as well, it, it takes a a lot for you to be able to produce and produce multiple times. But for me to see Isaiah Bugs in his first real expanded action, I thought he played in a, and produced at an extremely high level, and hopefully he can continue to build on this. This is a great start for him, though. That's another one of those kind of exciting things that I took from Sunday. We know all the big names, all the talent that the Steelers have on defense. We saw big plays from Bud, from TJ. Uh, we know what Cam Hayward and Stephon Tewitt have been doing this season. The guys in the secondary as well, too. But when you get Isaiah Bugs chipping in, when you get Alex Highsmith chipping in, when you have Marcus Allen, everybody putting their hand in that pile, that's encouraging. I mean, you're going to need that, obviously, throughout the year, right? You're going to have more bumps and bruises. You're without Mike Hilton on Sunday. You know, guys are going to miss games. Maybe you're without Tyson here for, for a couple weeks going forward. You know, if you want to win a Super Bowl, if you want to do it in 2020, right, where just, I mean, let's face it, it's its always been this way in the NFL where it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when guys get hurt, right? You need everybody to put their hand in the pile, and that's what they did on defense and sun, on Sunday, particularly in that second half. One thing puzzles me that I cannot figure is Alex Highsmith and Lamar Jackson throwing the ball like he did. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to put myself that was bizarre. in Lamar Jackson's, you know, mindset and thinking, looking out that way, you got a guy buzzing the flat, you know, he's, he's under, he's over the top of one underneath another. Mm-hmm. And what did you not see if you're Lamar Jackson? And was it just a rush that, that caused him to throw that? And Alex Highsmith made a great comment. He said, I knew they were going to come back to it because I didn't get deep enough in my drop. Mm-hmm. But you as an outside mm-hmm. linebacker, Arthur, you can speak to what, was going through Alex's mind, and what do you think Lamar was looking at? Yeah, for uh, for Alex, man, as a curl flat dropper, and trust me, I've already had Keith Butler as my position coach before he was the D.C., and now he's right. the D.C. slash outside linebackers coach. We heard this at nauseum. 
hey, when you drop it to the curl flat, you got to get 10 to 12 yards dip, but you got to make sure you're outside the numbers plus two yards. All right, so we got to take this angle right no, no, here. No, you got to do it with the draw. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. That government, that government, that's how you got to do it. All right, now, dude. You're going to drop right here about 10, 12 yards right here, two yards outside the bottom number. All right, hey, hey, make sure you look back, though. You got to see the ball. All right, that government, that, that's not what I said. No, 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 no. Now, see, all right, now, now, now Debo, now, now James do the same thing. He's the same thing. That's how he would talk to us. There you go. And, and we all would look around the room and say, what part of that did you understand? <laughs> oh, you got the Does 10 yards. this come with subtitles? Like, so, so you got 10 yards. Okay. I, I got two yards outside the numbers. What part did you get? Oh, you got the angle. All right. Let's put it all together. Now we got the answer to the test here. <laughs> oh, that was good. Now that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> so for Alex, man, you're, you're thinking about your drive. You're thinking about your, your uh, we always talk about our landmarks, right? When we're talking about right. curl flat hook curl droppers, where are your landmarks? Okay. If you're hook curl dropper 10 to 12 yards depth one to two yards outside the hash if you're the curl flat dropper 10 to 12 yards depth one to two yards at the bottom of the number so you're always coach butts is always harping on that and for alex to say that he didn't get deep enough the first time around i can assure you that butts told him about that drop the whole time from the first time it happened right to even when they called it that time he's a buzzing into to vince williams hey Make sure you tell Highsmith get his drop. Make sure you get his depth. Get his landmark. Get his landmark. He's probably on the sideline yelling to Highsmith, get your landmark, dadgummit. Get your landmark, dadgummit. <laughs> so so for Highsmith, that's all he's thinking. So he right. makes sure. And, and you see the emphasis what that he puts about, on it. What's Lamar thinking, And though? now this is the thing yeah. with Lamar. We, we said with Lamar, the Steelers did a really good job of both their pre- and post-snap disguising, right? They show one thing pre-snap. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how even early on with Spillane's play, right? We show They show pressure. Right. But it ends up being a simulated pressure where it's only a four-man rush. When you look at that play, it was very similar in that. You see some of the pre-snap movement, but Lamar just looks confused. He thinks, okay, it has to be this right here because this. It, a plus B equals C. But it's that's not the case when you're playing the Steelers on defense. They'll show you this. And it's something totally different. Then they'll show you something where you really think, oh, this has to be a blitz right here. I have to go out here to the hot. That has to be there. And it's like, no, that's that's not the case at all. This is regular cover three right here. What are you going to do? But because Lamar is still taking a little bit longer to process that, because this is only his, what, second full year starting. Right. And then you factor in the rush as well. Yeah, man, you, you think it's a softer, easier throw because he's seeing the guy run away from Robert Spillane who was the inside of that drop. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to loft this out here to this receiver. It's going to be good to go. Never sees Highsmith out there. And like I said, for Highsmith, awesome job playing with, in terms of getting his depth and staying high to low because as a D, or as on um, when you're on defense and coverage, we talk about how the offense will give you cheese. Mm-hmm. So you think about a rat, right, or, or, or a mouse. How do we get the mouse to come? We, we got to give him a little cheese. Little so cheese. so you see where Highsmith is dropping. There's a guy in front of him, right. probably five yards, right? That's the cheese. They want to influence that curl flat dropper to bite on that to say, oh, I'm going to jump this because they're really hunting the 12 or 13 yard out that's right. behind you. Highsmith, though, very disciplined in that regard, stays high. Lamar never sees him. And that's why that throw is there and is lofted the way it is because he's anticipating it being just a 10 to 12 yard out. Nobody, no underneath defender. I can make this throw easy. Highsmith is there and catches it with ease, man. It's almost like he didn't see him. Yeah, he, for a fact he did it, man. But that that's the things that Lamar has to continue to work on. Right. We, we, I mean, we know he's an all-world athlete. We know when he's extending plays, the things that he can do. But when it comes to his just 
pure passing standpoint, that's the biggest flaw in his game right now. We're not saying that he's terrible at it. No, we're not no. even saying that he's bad at it. We're just simply saying that there's levels to this. When you think of Ben, that wouldn't fool Ben Roethlisberger. That doesn't fool Tom Brady, Drew Brees, the top-tier passing right. quarterbacks. Right here, you can see where when it comes to him just strictly throwing the ball, he is more of a mid-tier quarterback in that vein. He's not the elite passer that people – I mean, you can be an MVP and an elite player without being an elite passer. And I think we've seen that with Lamar, but that's the part of his game where he has to continue to work at. Let's go back to the phone lines here to close out the first hour of the show. I get a, I get a, no, we got a package at That's like a whole teaching lesson. That was. <laughs> that, that was. That's very nice. You know, go, seen, it's easier for me, Wolf, to just keep it moving, right? Because I'm fortunate enough. I mean, I get this from Moats every right. day. No, I just I, I get to hang that. out. I get to hang out with Professor Moats every day. You know, because I got to tell you, my drops at linebacker are horrible. <laughs> oh wait a minute, I didn't play it. That's right. Never mind. Well, 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 well as an offensive lineman, because I was one in high school, all I was good for was cutting and pulling. I didn't. I, I was not going to face up, block anyone. I'm just throwing it out there right now. All right. Well, let me ask this before we before we you know while we're on linebackers, because I, I did want to ask this yesterday, and I totally forgot until now. Moats, did Robert Spillane need to celebrate that pick six more? I mean, come on, right? You don't give him any opportunities to get into the end zone. He just kind of jogged through the end zone. I mean, should he have spiked that? Should he have done a little dance? Is he going to Is he gonna regret that one day that he didn't, you know, celebrate that pick six a little bit more? He will definitely regret not celebrating <laughs> it. But, but I will say this, because as a defender, and I don't know where he is from a cardio standpoint, but anytime I made a big play, <laughs> And it was like a, a right. touchdown, or I know I got to come right back out there. I'm not so. I'm like, all right, we, we scored. I got that part. Get me some water now. Let me sit down for a second oh. before we got to go back out there. <laughs> so if he's like me in that regard, I totally can understand. Give him, give him something simple, and then get to the sideline and get back out there, man. <laughs> now, here here at, at Three Rivers, I'm on the field run flow 36, which is a you know outside play. Uh-huh. With Franco Harris, we go over twelve thousand yards or something like that. They stop the the the, the, the whole procession. They give him the game ball. Right, and right. I'm in the huddle, bent over. You know, I'm like, and Franco's going, "What's the matter, man? I ran all the way out there with you. I ain't breathing like that." I'm like, "Oh, oh, I can't breathe." You, know? you said Franco. That's why you're the running back, baby. <laughs> you know, it's just like I, I got to get me some wind here, right? For you a know? fact, man. My windage is a little short. Us, us bigger-bodied players, we we get a little more tired. That's why I mean, when we see all these receivers doing all these very intricate, drawn-out, elaborative celebrations, we're like, man, y'all lucky, y'all cardio great, man. I you get know, tired doing that. I, I will tell you the. I think the greatest touchdown celebration I saw was a B. When he took a slant, went like seventy yards, mm-hmm. touchdown. Was it Miami or what or somebody? But he did a front, front flip, flip and, and landed the landing. Yes, yes. And I'm like going, how do you yes. do that? How do you? <laughs> I mean, that was like an amazing moment. I mean, he had elite level celebrations. I love oh. the front flip. My favorite one though is the uh, hugging jump, the goalpost goal with the, <laughs> with the security lady on the backside of it, and she's and just she like, was shocked. <laughs> I remember AB was on the sidelines, and I walked over and I go. What were you thinking? <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, not much. <laughs> just There's no excuse. I just There's did no it. Ex- what are you going to yeah. do? It was just, it came to mind. I did it. What can I say? Got to love it, man. Uh, exactly. All right, Marcus in Alabama has been hanging on the line for a while. Let's get to Marcus here before we go to break. What's happening, Marcus? Good morning, gentlemen. Glad to hear you guys this morning. <clears throat> you know, since we're 7-0, I don't feel like it's nothing for me to really talk about on football, so I'm going to talk about something really important like sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Why are you talking? <laughs> 
So, see, Mr. Wolf, I've been trying to get a hold of you before you went to Tennessee. I'm originally from Tennessee. Okay. And uh, we have a barbecue bologna sandwich over there. Oh. A lot of these people in a lot of these people in Alabama have never heard of barbecue bologna. So what do you do is it, it's, a, it's, it's a real thick slice of barbecue bologna with coleslaw and barbecue sauce and on mm. a bun. You're talking about great. Mm. And how, you, how I prepare mine is I'll smoke a, a whole stick of bologna on the grill like a shoulder. And I'll let it smoke for four to six hours. Mm. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll either take, uh, I'll take a pipe and I'll cut the center out of it and I'll stuff it with onions and spices and Ooh. I'll cast it back off and I'll let it smoke. That way oh when you heavens. slice it, you got each bite has uh, the spices and onions in it. Man, you're talking about great. Wow. I don't know what's wrong with these people here, but man, that's that's the sandwich right there. <laughs> that would be the sandwich. I love you know, say That sounds awesome. That Gosh. really does sound awesome, Marcus. My goodness, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Next time you're in Tennessee, you got to try that. Usually, the uh, most places that sell barbecue usually sell barbecue sandwiches in Tennessee, barbecue bologna. So you got to try that next time you go that way. Thank you <laughs> so much, it. Marcus. Appreciate Thank you, you Marcus. Brother. We appreciate the phone call. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yes, sir. You guys too. Bye. You know, I got I got family in Tennessee. I mean, I've been to Tennessee like a dozen times, but I've never had a smoked bologna sandwich. But I know I know what I'm hunting for next time. Especially that's got the center carved out, and you got all the goodnesses that you're putting in there. That sounds delicious with the peppers and the onions and all kinds of stuff. That's like all right, insane. Mm -hmm. One hour to go until lunch, fellas. But who's counting? Yes. (laughs) Four one two nine one nine thirteen sixteen. We got some lines open if you want to jump in on the conversation. Everybody who's hanging on there, we will get to you in hour number two of the show. Craig Wolfley, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the In the Locker Room Steelers Blitz crossover on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. kind of what I came here for. I came here for for that Ben Roethlisberger, that guy that, you know, has trust in his players that are on the field and he wants to go down there and win the drive. And I've been begging for it, you know. I'm, I'm asking, man, man, you want to win? You want to win? Like, come on. Like, you know, we have to do something. Uh, and we, we did that, man. I'm, I'm just so proud of this team. It's, it's ridiculous. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. All right, fellas, simple question. Who's more excited to be a Pittsburgh Steeler? Eric Ebron or Avery Williamson? (laughs) (laughs) That's tough. How about Avery got a picture coming through the airport with Franco Franco statue there at the airport? That's being pretty excited, I would say. Absolutely. a little transparency here. I was a little jealous when I first got here because I didn't fly down because I was coming from Buffalo. Come from Buffalo you just so drove. I drove. So I had no clue about like the statue of Franco right. and how you're supposed to like take a picture with it like first time. My first time ever actually going to the airport, I think it was like later in the off season, maybe 
probably like OTA's time frame. And by the time I'm like, dang, I, I've already missed my opportunity. I missed my window. Like I've been here for too long. I, I felt I felt slighted a little bit, man. I was like, man, <laughs> if it's your first time in Pittsburgh, it's mandatory you fly in here, man, because you have to see that. That sets the tone. Well, you either have to fly in here, right, or you have to come in through the tunnels on oh, the parkway. Oh, yes, 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 And absolutely. you probably didn't either coming from I, I Buffalo. I didn't, no. I didn't know, see anything, man. Yeah. I was so upset. I'm like, man, I don't see these bridges everybody's talking about. I see this statue everybody's talking about. I just, I just felt like so just like, oh, man, I got the the the, the discounted version. You just came down 279 yeah, right, to the, right to the south side. Er, you know what's everybody's wild. talking about the, the scenery. I'm like, I ain't seen no scenery. I came here in 1976 <laughs> as a freshman with Syracuse University mm. playing at the University of Pittsburgh, and I will never forget coming through those tunnels. I'd never seen in Buffalo any tunnels no, as big uh, like yeah. know, Fort Pitt yeah. tunnels. Then coming through right onto the bridge and seeing Three Rivers Stadium, wow. which, you know, growing up in Buffalo, you look at, you know, Monday night football was just the oh, biggest huge, thing. This huge. is you know, and you always had here at the confluence, you know, the three rivers yep, and it's yep. a, you know, it was it was just awesome. And you got Dandy Don and Howard Cosell and <laughs> And all them guys, and it was just, to see it was just like, wow, that really was something for me. Hey, look, and speaking of the tunnels, for me, coming from Virginia, all our tunnels are underwater. <laughs> yeah. So when I showed up here, I'm like, what, what do you mean? This is tunnel through the through the mountain. What? Yes. You can't just drive through here. This is not safe. <laughs> yeah, so speaking <laughs> this of. Like, this, this isn't right. supposed to be on the waterfront tunnel, second. man. What are you doing? You could drown it if it was in Virginia. You could drown. Uh, I like that you said that, Motes, because I had a friend in college. Uh, her name was Natasha. Small uh -huh. town Virginia. Bluefield, right? Is yeah, that, yeah, Bluefield. Right? Uh-huh. Um, and so she had never been to a city in her life, right? This is our freshman year of college. It was probably around this time of year. It was like October, November, and like five or six of us piled into a car one night at like 11 o'clock at night to go to Permanis. <laughs> because I had been talking about Permanis, right. you know, everyone in, in my dorm who wasn't from Pittsburgh right. wanted to go to Permanis. So like, like I said, like six of us piled into a car at like 11 o'clock at night to drive up to the Strip District to go to the original Permanis. You know, the goofy things you do when you're 18, 19 years old. And Natasha, her that's reaction. That's not goofy. That's a normal I mean, thing right. if you're yeah. 18 or 19. Maybe it was National Sandwich Day back then. Hey. Uh, and Natasha, I kid you guys not, when we got through those tunnels, and again, she had never really been. Like, Morgantown was the biggest city she had ever been to at that point. And Morgantown's not a city. It's a town. We go, <laughs> through, those, we go through those tunnels, and her reaction was like, Oh my goodness! I ain't never seen anything like this. Wow. Like it was, it was hilarious. We all still talk about it all the time. That's so cool. it, it does. The, the entrance to Pittsburgh, it it grabs people for oh, sure. Without a doubt, man. No without question. Without a doubt. Now, one of the things that was hilarious was I was talking off uh, during the the break with Arthur. When I was asking about, does Butsy tell you how to describe? You know, to to. to um, you yeah, know, hide the, stuff disguise like that. The, mm -hmm. the drops and everything else. And it was funny because he said, yeah, and, you know, I'm trying to think, well, what, what, what does com comparative with the offensive line? I'm thinking, well, really all you do, you come up and you're in a two-point, you're in a three-point. That's it. <laughs> you know? And then <laughs> no, I'm no, thinking, no. well, you got to disguise it when you're going the quick, the first sound. <laughs> and then I was thinking about Matt Millen. You remember Matt yeah, Millen? Okay. Matt, he was a great linebacker. Played him. I, he and I played against each other at Penn State, okay. Syracuse, and then you know the Raiders and and, and Steelers. Mm -hmm. I'm laughing because it just came to mind. I'm going, okay, it's on the quick. We come up to the line of scrimmage. I'm in a two point, and I'm trying to act like okay, we're going to be going to the three point. And all of a sudden, here I go. Hey, hey, Wolfie boy, you're looking a little tight. I think it's on the quick. <laughs> I'm like busted. I'm so busted. Hey, but <laughs> I'm busted. You're looking a little tight yeah. there. Well, because 
you you are right in terms of y'all don't have the same level of like flexibility to right. just move your alignments and stuff. But but that's the thing though. At least y'all already know where y'all are going. Right. That's we're true. having to react to y'all, so it's like, all right, what can we do to slow them down just a little <laughs> bit, man? All right. Well, I know you got to go to the right, but just line up on the left on this one, just to make them think that you're not going over there. But make sure you can get over there though, just in case they do go. And and, and that's the type of things that we got to deal with. I'm like, I wish we could just say, all right, we running this play, and it doesn't matter. They got to react to us. But it does not work like that in the NFL. <laughs> That's the duality of man yes. right there, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines here, fellas. Rick in Dayton has been hanging on for a while. Rick, what's up, partner? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. We're doing great, Rick. How's, how's it going in Dayton? It's going it's going great. It's my first call this year. I'm thrilled you guys are still on the air, and I enjoy listening to you every day. Hey, are you still taking sandwich suggestions? Oh, yes. you know it. Mandatory. Come on, baby. All right. So have you guys ever heard of the Mega Meat Mountain that Arby's offered a few years ago? Are you kidding me? Whoa. How did I miss that? Wait a minute. <laughs> it was never on the menu, but if you ordered it, it was two chicken tenders, a pile of roast beef, a pile of ham, and a pile of turkey, and about eight strips of bacon on top. Now you are speaking oh. my language. I love bacon. <laughs> That is the language of love right there. Absolutely. Get Zooks, man. And I and I I had the uh, I had the great luck of uh, I'm a lawyer and I represented a man that owned forty five Arby's restaurants. So I had a stack of free sandwich coupons and I would stop in there and order that sandwich. And, they, and when they, there was only a couple times where they balked a little bit and said you know, I'm not sure that that sandwich qualifies. And I said, well, my coupon says any sandwich, and it's signed by your boss. So. <laughs> Who happens to be my client, so wow. ipso facto. That's right. That's right. I love so it. If you ever go to Arby's, you might want to ask for the Mega Meat Mountain Sandwich. So. I'm writing that down anyway. as we speak. Secret menu, baby. <laughs> right. I love right. it. Um, hey, I've been watching the Steelers since the 70s, and I remember back in the 70s and 80s, uh, when the Steelers or other NFL teams would get ahead, they would go into the prevent defense. I'm sure right. you guys all remember that. Mm -hmm. But I, I never hear that term anymore. But uh, I guess one thing I've noticed from watching games the last few years, it seems like just about every game, the team that's behind is, uh, you know, in the last two or three minutes is on a drive to try to take the lead or tie the game up. And, and I guess I wonder – and I'm glad Mr. Motes is there to, as a defender to maybe help with this answer. Is is are, are teams going into a prevent defense? Are the defensive backs consciously thinking about just keeping people in front of them so there's no big play? I'm kind of curious what the what the mindset and even the defensive set is in those situations today. Yeah, man, that's an awesome question. And yeah, um, honestly, you you do go into that mindset or that mode but the prevent call as like what we all associate with the prevent and defense you're not going to see that unless it's end of the half end of the game scenarios but what teams are doing now on defense especially when you get a lead late in the game because offenses are so explosive and because of the rules in terms of if you get a, a pass interference penalty 
it can be a 40-yard gain without them even completing the pass. So a lot of times what we'll do as defenders, we say, hey, we want to make them feel like they have to throw this up front. We have to make them take the short passes. So you will give them an extra cushion. And a lot of times, man, if you have a great rush, you can kind of mask it a little bit better. But a lot of times, man, you, you want to give them that you could take these five-yard passes because even though it's going to move you up the field and even though you're you're sustaining a, a longer drive, you're also killing the clock. And that's the way we look at it. And so it's I'm going to keep you in bounds, but I'm going to make you have to throw it and just do 10 five-yard passes, 10 seven-yard passes until you can get down there in the scoring range. And then from there, all right, we'll play regular like regular just defense once you get into a condensed area where we don't have to worry about the pass interference penalty having such, you know, damning effects and stuff like that. You know, if you go back to the 70s and 80s, what you saw was standard defenses, okay, and you saw standard offenses. You didn't see the proliferation of running three, four, and five mm -hmm. wide receivers out there at that time. So they played with the normal linebackers, safeties, and corners. Well, then when they had the multiple wide receiver sets, they also went to multiple D-back sets. And then you had the situation where, okay, now we've got uh, – linebackers that are more like defensive backs and defensive backs that are more like linebackers Absolutely. based on hybrid. And then, you you know, you have all this stuff going on, so it's different. All I remember is this. I, I learned this while raising my kids. Man up, you got one-on-one -on -one coverage. Okay, I got one-on-one -on -one with my kids. All right? Got zone. All right, I got two kids. I got to keep them both in front of me. Now I got a four, all right? Now I got prevent. I got to keep them all in front of me. That's how I think of it. You know what I mean? Because dad doesn't quite have the jump in his legs like he used to, so man coverage is out of the question. Very good. Very I love good. it. I love all it. All right, well, thank you. Hey, guys, thanks. I really appreciate it. I, I love listening to you guys every day. You guys have a great day, okay? Thanks, thanks Ricky. Brother. I appreciate you. And thanks for the hot tip about the mega meat mountain. Yes, with the bacon. Yeah. The secret <laughs> menu is always the way to go, fellas. It I'm is. Telling you. I love but, that. But now, have you ever ordered tips. off the, the secret menu and people give you, like, that funny look? Like, oh, yeah. It's been times at Chipotle where you can get, like, the quesarita and they – Oh, you one of those people. They you look know, at you, you like you just spoken French. Right, like, I'm like, I'm like, did you repeat that? I'm like, you know what it is. Yeah, you <laughs> you know. Slap that baby yeah. on there. Let's go. Yeah, don't play with me today. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't try and pump fake me right, here right, and right. see if I'll blink first. Nah, I cut my eyelids off I know, already. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> exactly. Let's get in another caller here. Dan in North Carolina is on the line. What's up, Dan? What's up, fellas? Dan, what's up, baby? I tell you what, man, you, you guys got me all messed up. I'm listening to the locker room electric factory with the good hair and the body. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little it's disconcerting. A, it's a crossover, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, every, I, I remodel kitchens and bathrooms for a living, so every day, all day, I'm listening to Sealer Nation Radio when I burn that out. I go to Deacon Moats when I burn that out. I go to Podcast when I burn that out. I start listening to the other teams. Nation Radio. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's dedication right I love the there. dedication. I love the dedication. It's, uh, I, I got a bone to pick with you, Moats. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I signed up for Twitter just so that I could get up with 
with the electric factory, I made the mistake of shouting out to you and not the good hair because you never respond to anything. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a That's minute. That's right. He's too big time. You tell him, Dan. <laughs> listen, listen. My, my, my lack of availability on social media <laughs> is for mental health purposes. I like to keep my body and my mind in good spirits all the time. And sometimes we, I mean, even, even though it's not directed to me in particular, Sometimes when you get up there, you could just see so much negativity, and I just don't like dealing with that on a daily basis. So, so forgive my my tardiness in these replies, but that's that's the whole thought process with it, man. No worries, man. You look through your feed, look for Cuban Dan. I, I, I actually shout out to uh, for a nickname for Claypool, and it was uh, it was Deadpool. Oh, okay, like okay, yeah, okay. I, I like it. I, I, I don't, I don't think anybody's come up with that. No, one. I haven't heard that one yet. I just thought it was a good fit, man. So, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and get to the meat on the bone here. I got a lot of red paint over here. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's, go, let's go. Let's oh, go. I'm, I'm all day, every day on this. Um, game balls, uh, definitely explain, man. Not just for his performance in this last game, but his performance in the last two games, man. That. That grown-ass man hit on, on Derrick Henry, I, I I still watch that to this day. I watch it three or four times a day, man. That's that's just impressive. That's, hey, that was beautiful ball right know. there by him, man. Beautiful school, ball. Well, I, just, I just don't know a lot of people that would step up to that. That's that's serious, that's serious man stuff right there. Yeah, and when you watch him uh, on tape on that particular play, not once does he hesitate, slow down, no, or, or try to change no. the angle or anything. It's like, hey, run into this brick wall head first. Okay, and he did that. I mean, it was beautiful, beautiful. Bro, he, he he's been waiting for that his entire life. No question, it. man. He nailed it. On the offensive side, I got to go with Juju again. Not just for this performance, but I think a caller earlier said when he catches the ball, his second and third and fourth effort to get to the first and beyond that, it's it's so apparent in the film. Like he. He just doesn't stop running, and he clearly learned his lesson from last year because you can see him gripping that ball with two hands. Absolutely. I, I love that point of emphasis by him. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man, he's dynamite. And then my third game ball goes out to the Rooney family. Hey. That's, man, if, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for them, I just don't know that I would like the Steelers as much as I do, man. It's, it really does start from the top down, and – and that ownership is everything to me. Started the way, way back they... with the chief, let me tell you. Yes, indeed, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was he well, was just awesome. Yes. Yeah, man. Uh, as far as the sandwiches, a little disappointed that you eat at McDonald's, but hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna judge, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say McDonald's. Yeah, no, 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 I did. I did. Oh, Moats. Yeah. Okay. I know Dan likes Dan probably likes some pulled pork, some Carolina style pulled pork on a sandwich, huh, Dan? Oh man. Actually, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm not really much for a vinegar. I don't understand how bad your food has to be to put vinegar on it to make it better. <laughs> Listen, so, I second that one thousand percent. My wife and children love to put vinegar on everything, and I'm always like, why? Why are y'all using that nasty like creation? I don't know who came up with that. It's only good on salt and vinegar chips. That's it. Yeah, man, go back to the UK with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good on that, man. Let Jeez. me tell you something. There's so, a joint out in Cecil, all right, blowing smoke barbecue. Huh. It's a new joint. I know okay, the owners okay. are good friends. Let me tell you, they got some pulled pork sandwiches that are absolutely curl your toes. I like it. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, oh, I ain't kidding well, you. Best sandwich in North Carolina, well, Dan. What you got for us? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up real quick. Uh, I'm gonna do a little master moats here, and and so you guys might want to get out your pens and pens. Oh, okay, okay. Here <laughs> we go. As far as sandwiches go and food, I got two spots for you, and they are high. One of them highly unknown. If you all ever find yourself in Portage, Michigan, look up a place called a Pizza Yen. Okay. It used okay, to be okay. it used to be a staple in Portage, and the city of Portage bought out that lot to make some kind of water feature, whatever. And they ended up closing down and then moving into a warehouse and reopened up out of a warehouse. Hmm. And that those sandwiches, that's a sandwich that actually tastes better as you eat it more. By the time you get wow. to the last bite, you want another one. Now we're talking. Now, the second one, probably a little bit more known, if you all ever find yourself in Houston... Go to a place called Pinkerton's and Pinkerton's. get the brisket. And mm, that I like that it. Is, that is that is some real barbecue, man. I know y'all got a lot of callers. That sounds Appreciate tasty, you taking my though. call. Jeez. It does. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One last thing, man. Talk to whoever you need to talk to and get a phone down in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying, Dan. We're trying. We're just glad we got to come up and visit Wolf in the Penthouse these past two days. I mean, uh, I we're, we're, we're in the slums. We barely have wallpaper in our in our spot. You know, he, he got these big banners and pictures, his custom suits hanging up in here. It's crazy, man. We'll be keeping an eye out for you on, uh, on the Twitter.com, though, Dan, for sure. We appreciate it. Right on, fellas. Take care. See you, buddy. No doubt. I love that, the basement. I've heard of that place in Houston before. Have you? I've never been to Houston, though. I had some really good brisket in Austin, Texas last year. Whole Franklin's Barbecue. Did you ever have burnt ends? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 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 You ain't living until you had that, brother. Let me tell you. (laughs) About 40 minutes from now, we will have Mike Tomlin's press conference right here on ESPN Pittsburgh and on SNR. If you want to get in on the conversation before then, 412-919-1316. Arthur Motes, Craig Wolfley, Wesley Euler. It's the In the Locker Room Steelers Blitz crossover on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Listen to the chat. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. The Pulse. Especially in the second half to the receivers, um, tight ends. I mean, we we literally were, were just, I was telling the line of protection and, and moving guys around and, and playing backyard football, if you will. And so I don't, I don't know that we called too many kind of quote unquote plays in the second half when we were in that in that mode. It was more, hey, run this, run this, run this. And that, to me, that just, that, that's credit to the receivers and Ebron and tight other guys that just able to make plays. And, and we got, you know, I was able to get the ball in my hand and get guys the, the ball in their hand and let them make plays. So they made so many plays in the second half. It was, it was awesome. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. You know, there's a lot of great things about getting to do a show with Arthur Motes here, Wolfman. But one of them is that, you know, a lot of these Steelers players that we talk about. Right. Now, he shared a locker room with them. 
Ben Roethlisberger, one of those guys. Motsi, what's it like when Ben plays backyard football, when he just kind of grabs the huddle and he says, all right, boys, let's scrap that. Here's what we're going to do. You go this way, you go that way, and, and we're going to work down the field here, and we're going to make it happen. As a defense, you just sit back, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show because you know he's about to do something wild, man. And we've seen it happen so many times. I think that's the beauty of it. It's like you have that favorite movie, right? And – you know you can watch that favorite movie all day, every day. But you say, you know what? No, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna watch this movie today. We'll watch that for a little while. But when it's when it's time, when when you when you really want to impress, when you really gotta have it, you're going back to your go-to. <laughs> and, and that's what when, when Seven does what Seven did in that second half. That's I mean we know he can do that. We know he's always capable of that. But it's good that he breaks it out every once in a while just to show everyone, just to just to remind you of why he is who he is and why he's the future Hall of Famer. That's that's the beauty of his game and why you have so much respect and trust in him. And it's not just happening on Sundays because I know people and a lot of times people think that man, he just does this on game day and it just works. He does this in practice. It's been numerous times where he will communicate with the coaching staff that, hey, I'm doing this whole script. I'm calling it at the line. And we understand the significance of it when it happens in practice because now when you see the success there, you know it's going to carry over into game day. You can't just show up on game day and do that. Some teams, they do operate like that. I mean, obviously I was at other places before here, and you would see that where it's things that you never practice. You never see a guy have success in practice doing this but you put him in that scenario during the game and think that it's going to be some magic trick and some magic solution to make this thing work, and that's not how that happens at the NFL level. But with Ben, man, his work ethic, when it comes to that, when it comes to him knowing his calls and what he wants to get this offense in and ultimately how he wants to attack defenses, he is great in that vein right there. Here's the point about it. There's a difference between directing an offense and breathing the offense. Absolutely. You know, when you are at that level where that – Offense is part of your consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, consciousness is the way I'm trying to speak it. I, I, you know? I heard what you, I got what you were saying. You know though. where I'm going with it, all right? So the fact is, when you have somebody who is that deep into the playbook, who the, the playbook has become them, him, it's a part of their yeah, makeup, yeah. Um, that's the type of guy that, you know, is able to make those sorts of uh, decisions and be able to orchestrate what he needs to have because he's already seeing it in his mind. He's already understanding. Yeah. One of the things I've always loved about Wayne Gretzky uh, – uh, people talked about him, and they said, you know, he always saw like two or three moves ahead. And I like going, mm-hmm. you know, for me, just a lunkhead offensive lineman, all I knew was what was right in front of me. You know <laughs> what I mean? It was like people are talking about, oh, yeah, you know, play checkers, you know, chess, you know, two, yeah, right. three dimensions. You're like going, really? I mean, you know, king me. That's all I knew. <laughs> you, know? Well, you know, I mean, that's it. And, and, and this is funny, man. I did start to realize this because I was the exact same way when I – typically played like DN, hand in the ground. And it took me moving to middle linebacker for me to really start to understand that concept of seeing two and three pieces, uh, setting things up, bluffing and things along that nature. And it's crazy when you think of how high of a level Ben has done that at and for how long. When you talk about breathing life, like you said, it's a difference between calling plays and being productive. I mean, Let's be real about it. I can give you the offensive call sheet. I can give you the defensive call sheet, Wes, and you could call whatever call you want. And it might have been successful when Ben ran it, and you do it, and it's a a terrible play, (laughs) and it's the worst thing we ever saw. Because, man, 
it, it's a feel that goes with it. You have to know when to make these calls. You have to know, okay, is this guy playing heavy? Are they playing a little bit more cover too? Are they playing more aggressive at the line of scrimmage? All right, well, we know I can't do some of these outbreaking routes. I'm going to have to do a little bit more double moves or some of the crossing routes to open guys up. He's already seeing that. And for him, that that's the thing that makes him so special because we know from a talent standpoint, he has those gifts. He has the arm strength and the accuracy. We know that. But when you can put the mental with that, that's where you get these rare right. breeds. And that's what he's been able to accomplish for so long now. And the beauty is I feel like even that year away from the game last year, I feel like mentally he is sharper this year, which There's is no the question. which is the biggest reason why when you look at his touchdown to turnover ratio is so good right now compared to years in the past. Mm-hmm. I think that year away really gave him more time to just see it with, with a bird's eye view, quote unquote. You know, not having to always be in the mix, just get a chance to step back and just watch. And I really and think you that that's a real appreciation like that. for you. It. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, do. That's, I'm a product of blunt force trauma in the flat nose society. Okay, I mean that's <laughs> really that's what it is. Society. Yeah, there's just no doubt about it. That's the way it is. You, you know, we came up in those eras, right? Right. You know, but now there's a lot more going on offensively and defensively than what was happening back then. You yeah. know, and so you you have as as Art was talk, Arthur's talking about. I'm only going. I appreciate that sort of quarterbacking at such a high level that didn't result from the straight arm and the, the you know, whatever else that came back in the day was more a product of mere physical force right. than anything else. Yeah, and I think, too, you could see a little bit of just along the lines of what you were saying, Motsi. I think last year off, too, just kind of put an additional pep in Ben's step. You know, that that kind of whole you don't know what you got till it's gone thing. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Where he's starting to get closer to 40. I'm sure, you know, he's – Let's just say he's much closer to the 18th green than he is to the front nine in terms of his career, right? <laughs> like, I, I think being away for a season at that point of his career with the defense that the Steelers had, with a lot of those weapons on offense, I'm sure, too, last year was almost just a nice reset for him to be like, kind of reignite his passion for, for going out there and, and kicking some booty on Sunday. Yeah. That reminds me when I turned 50 and Dunch was already 50. I go, how about that, man? And he goes, I go, uh, we're halfway home. You know, he goes, <laughs> Home halfway? Are you kidding me? Because guys like us, like, uh, us guys, fourteenth green, the, the, baby. The blunt hey. force trauma, the flat nose society. I mean, we don't have a big shelf like Buddy. He goes, I got, I got news for you. We're playing the back nine. <laughs> now you got plenty more shots to go, Wolf. All right, I mean, you're in the rough, like on hole fourteen. All right, or maybe in the sand. I mean, you know, we're you, flinging gonna, sand everywhere, baby. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna seven or eight on all, all right, these right. holes, so it's gonna take you a little time. The, the goal is double bogeys when he gets to this stage. <laughs> <all right? laughs> oh my goodness! All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Juan down in Charleston's on the line. What's happening, Juan? Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing great, brother Juan. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good. Saving an old can't complain. Can't complain. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, what you got? Hey, hey shout out to my other two guys, Moots and you. I love those guys. I'm always hey. We're having a ball, man. <laughs> We're hanging out together. We miss our brother Tunch, and I uh, miss him. Uh, but he's uh, taking care of some business, and uh, we expect him back tomorrow. And uh, then, I mean, Motsi and, and Wesley will go back on. Uh, back to uh, the dungeon. <laughs> back, back, to our, get kicked out. back to you our know? living quarters. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are so bad, man. Yeah. 
Hey, I, I wonder why you two guys in the studio, y'all guys bought this, this cool weather here to Charleston, man. Hey. Yeah, cool weather now. <laughs> yeah, it's down in the, what, upper 60s or something like that? You no, know, actually, we was in the 38. We were 38 this morning. Mm. Oh my goodness, man! In Buffalo, that you see That's true Buffalo. Right oh yeah, true Buffalonians. They'll be out there in one of them uh, yeah. wife beater t-shirts with a no question. That's you right. know, with, with muckalucks on yeah, and with you know, a boxer, boxer shorts and have some kind of dead dead varmint yeah. hat on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to the game. Uh, I wanted to say though, the refs was that horrible call against Cam. That was a ridiculous call because the yep. Jackson was still in in bond, right. man. That was a ridiculous call, man. And also for game balls on offense, I'm gonna go with Juju, man. Because the last couple of weeks, Juju, he's starting to remind me of Heinz Ward. He's coming up, getting the tough yardage. Guys, three or four guys bouncing off him. This guy is fighting for extra yardage. And on defense, I'm gonna go with Steph Tuart. And Good then call. I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a, I'm gonna give a ball to my guy. I keep telling stealing this. If this guy get a chance, he's gonna prove it. I'm a big Alabama guy, so I'm going bugs. What you guys think about that? Oh, I like that a lot, man. Isaiah, we were talking about him a little bit earlier. He has the pedigree. He has the potential. And right now, man, that was a very productive first major audition for him. And I I fully anticipate him just continuing to build on that performance, man. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Like I keep, I was, I was on um, Twitter talking to some other Steelers fans. I keep telling, I said, this guy, he he, he can play. You got to think about it. when he, when he was at Alabama, he had guys like Jonathan Allen, Payne, Quentin Williams, and mm-hmm. final. So he really didn't really get the highlights. So yeah, this guy, he can really play, man. No, it's been fun to watch him uh, put it together here, and they're gonna they're gonna need him these next couple weeks. Well, again, in the absence of here's Tyson. the thing about it: after Tyson went down, yep. there's problems. You saw the running attack be able to get off, get the yardage they wanted, but then in the second half, you started to see him starting to play across the face of the center, being able to hold the point, being mm-hmm. able to disengage, come off, and then in that last quarter, you know, you saw he got he got in on a pass rush that I think they get, they gave Stefan to it. The sack, but he sure celebrated like it was him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, love I bugged his yeah. energy. Oh yes. my gosh! And then that third and five and fourth and five, energy, he both yes. both times he came off to participate and be. And on the fourth down, he was a major uh, yeah, stopper major on that part play. of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. And also before I uh, before I forget, shout out to all my crew, the um, Baker's Dawson crew. I almost forget about my guys. So shout out to my crew. And also, hey, welcome to Mars Win Wednesday. So <laughs> it is, baby. There we go. We National only hope that, uh, you know, we're a little bit lighter. National maybe. Sandwich Day today, weigh-in <laughs> Wednesday tomorrow. That's, that's tough sledding. That's just wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, he, he, he's talking about barbecue and stuff. He's making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You know it. About 20 minutes till lunchtime. Juan, thanks for the call, partner. We appreciate it. All right, thank you, guys. Thank Love you, brother. You Love you, no man. Doubt. Take care, brother. All right, uh, good let's dude. get one more in here before we go to break. Uh, Doug in Arkansas has been hanging on the line for a long time. What's up, Doug? How you boys doing? Uh, happy Election Day, everybody. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. This is Doug from A3. Yes, sir. All right. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I got to give a shout-out to Student Nation to keep uh, our A3 brother Oliver in your prayers. Uh, his mother passed away last Friday. Right. So, uh, oh, man. Folks, most may not remember when he was in camp with us, but he got to meet Oliver. 
Right, right. Man, definitely going to keep him in our prayers, though, man, Absolutely. without a doubt. Tell him we're just so sorry yeah. for him, man, for his loss. That's just, that's harsh. That's tough. But uh, on a lighter note, I think y'all are missing the, the boat here on uh, this game ball stuff. Okay. I think everyone. Uh, game ball needs to go to Lamar Jackson. We got to give him at least one <laughs> Listen, he was in such a giving mood, man. I just felt like, you know, he, he wanted to give away that, too, you know? We saw him give away how many interceptions and fumbles. I figured just give away the MVP to us. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, as far as the sandwiches go, what you got to do is get a buddy. When you go up and down the strip, you go to Permanis, you split a hot capicola. Mm-hmm. Then you go to, to Pepe's and split Uh-oh. a Roethlisberger. Yes. Doug, you are speaking my language, baby. The <laughs> Roethlisberger at Pepe's is the most slept-on sandwich in Pittsburgh. The I only, love it. Great The call. only thing I would say to your brothers, I'm disappointed you said you got to split with somebody. I was going to say, who, who, why, why, why do we share food? Well, I mean, if you guys saw the Roethlisberger, I mean, it's I've like, had one. Yeah, I've had one. That's uh, pretty good. Did you share it? No. <laughs> All right, there we go. There we go. All right, anything All right, else, brother? I, I, no, man, y'all uh, – and, you know, we all know uh, what's going on with Todd. They yeah. Agree, you know, we when we uh, when we do our bended knee talks, we, yes. uh, we sure keep him, we keep him in our prayers. Thank you, brother. I, I hope I hope I hope all the Steeler Nation is is doing likewise. Uh, you know, I, I believe that I've heard from an awful lot of people, and, and God's blessings to you and everybody else, and greatly appreciate and covet those prayers from my brother Tunch. That's I, I, for sure. I hope. Uh, Next year at camp, uh, Moti comes back. Uh, he brought a lot of energy. The last, the last time we had one, I, we, we really enjoyed his company there. No, man, that was a blast, man. You know I'm down. He's, he's awesome. <laughs> make, make sure you're ready for I've some push shows, baby. You know I'm push it to the limit. Yeah, he's terrific. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Doug. We appreciate it. All right, y'all take it easy. Thank you, you too. brother. Great stuff there. All right, fellas, we got to get to our last break uh, before the Mike Tomlin press conference. We'll hit the phones on the other side. Craig Woofley, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler in the locker room. Steelers Blitz crossover. It's ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. Final timeout leading 28 to 24. Cam Hayward, they're working on that left leg and that left knee. He came back in the game after an earlier uh, similar uh, situation, but uh, he's still down here, and Dr. Bradley and John Norwick checking that knee. Poor Cam, you want him on the field. Oh, you're not kidding. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Wouldn't be right to not play little Stevie Ray Vaughan on Cowboys Week, right, Wolf? No doubt about it. By the way, I did know the man. Who, who Got to meet him Stevie? a couple times. Does someone oh, yes. know Stevie Ray Vaughan in here? <laughs> not that I'm a name dropper you know? or anything like that, you know? I mean, just Chris Not that Ripper I've never heard him. that story before. <laughs> How many thousands guy. of times have you heard that? It's I think I have a photo in here somewhere of me and Stevie on my phone. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this, but one of the three people in here happened to know Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. 
It's up to you to decide who, But one of the three on the mics right now know that guy. You know, I will say this. One time I, I saw a concert down at uh, where, you know, the uh, Riverhounds play? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. used to be. Uh, Chevy Amphitheater, right? Uh, yeah. There's, 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 it's high yeah. mark now, but it used to yeah. be. Yeah. It, it, was but, a, it was a concert venue before it was exactly. a, a soccer okay. pitch. And yeah. the trains would run right yep. behind. The stage would yeah. be set up. I heard Stevie Ray Vaughan one time. This is back in the 80s. He had a wall of, of amplifiers up with the PA thing and everything. A train went by behind the stage while he was playing Voodoo Child, and you couldn't hear the train. Wow. That's I awesome. Wow. That's it awesome. was unbelievable. <laughs> I love I mean, it. that was loud, man. Yeah, I can only he imagine, just dude. It. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. All right, fellas, let's go to the phone lines here. Before we go to Coach T, uh, Jap and George has been hanging on the line for a while. What's up, Jap? Hey, how you doing, my fellas? Doing fine, brother. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Hey, uh, first off, we got the food thing we got to get to, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, Mr. West, you're from Philly, are you not? I am not. No, I'm from Pittsburgh, born and raised. I worked in Philly for two years, but I am not from Philadelphia. Uh, but, but, no, but, no. But he classifies as a Philadelphian. Oh, would you just relax? <laughs> Maybe on National Sandwich Day, I'd love a cheesesteak, but that's about Isn't it. Isn't that the truth? i uh, give you a couple more years, and you'll be redeemed from your time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I go to my favorite sandwich, I'm going to have to go with my own uh, Philly cheesesteak, which I personalize myself because I can make it better than Philly can. Hey, now. Okay. Uh, mm, that's a big, hey, hey, big hey, statement. Uh, well, well, brother, if you're ever in Georgia, you come see me, and I'll back it up. Okay, now wait a minute. When you, you start talking, talking in Georgia, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. Um, but now I start off carefully selecting my bread. Can't be has to be the right bun. Oh, the bread's key. Meat. The bread's mm-hmm. key. The bread is key. Um, you got to toast that bread both sides just a little bit with butter on it. Mmm. Okay. Yeah little crispness down in there um the special sauce which i'm not in the kitchen so i can't tell you what's in it because no. <laughs> if you did you'd probably have to kill us and then the show's over you know <laughs> uh and let me tell you when you're done the first one you feel like you need a shower mm. <laughs> it's juicy it's gooey it's cheesy meat sweats baby Man. let me say yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. Like that, I like, like that. <laughs> anyway, I know that's talking big, but we can talk big over Philly, can we not? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's Philly. I mean, they don't have fillings. Who cares I mean, about they're, them? I mean, they're they're, you know, the biggest things they got going for them are a cracked bell and a statue of a fictional boxer. Exactly. I will tell that's you this. Right. I used to play against Mike Golick. All right? Bobby Golick was one brother. Mm-hmm. Mike Golick from Mike and Mike on ESPN. And we were walking off right. the field one time after a game, and it was preseason, and uh, they'd beat us. And, and uh, he says, ah, we beat you. And I liked them. I go, no, nah, you lost. He goes, how's that? I go, you got to go live in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, and, um, and I promise you this is not political, but today is election day. Right. And, Craig, I think next time you need to run. <laughs> now in, we're talking. Yeah. All the meat off the bone. (laughs) (laughs) Wolfly off the bone 2024. (laughs) (laughs) Jab, we got a run part of it. We appreciate it. All right. 
Can I shout out to the next man up philosophy? It's been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Cool. Uh, I think we got time to sneak one or two more in here. Uh, let's go down to Florida and talk to Dano. Dano, off you go. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing Fabulous. Well, man. Oh, God. Fitmaster, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, baby, I, and I'm glad you addressed me. It's about time I get some respect around here. You know, these two guys with all their NFL experience, and they didn't live and work in Philly. And It's right. It's about time I got the proper respect I deserve. Pitmaster Euler, I tell you what, Dano, you're my favorite caller tell, ever. Tell them how you really feel, Wes. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, I hate to tell you this, Pitmaster, but the moment's gone. All right, that's cool. That's cool. That's all right. I got my 15, I got my 15 it was, seconds, It was baby. tender, though. It, it was, was tender. It was medium rare, it baby. It was tender. Okay, uh, since you guys turned uh, the football program into a food channel, <laughs> I'll go ahead and uh, tell you that uh, there's a place called The Garlic down here in Florida hmm. that has, it's not barbecue, but it has this uh, dish called the bocce ball. Mm. And this thing, I, I, I hate to say it, but I actually had to take home a doggy bag. <laughs> hey, yeah. Really? I was there. Wait a minute, and the bocce that, ball, right? Huh. It's called the bocce ball, and I tell you what, I had to take a dog. I, I was ashamed. I was ashamed. But I did have to take a, a doggy bag home because it was so big that I couldn't finish it. Wow. Now, wait a minute. Do, have you ever played bocce ball? <laughs> Uh, no, sir, heaven. Okay, because you got to show up with one of those like weird like uh, Hawaiian shirts. That's right. With a, you know, you got to have shorts. You got to have black socks with sandals on. What? You know, and a certain kind of hat, yeah, right? And, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, you, you got to look really, really awkward. Okay, so I was just wondering if you had to wear that are, are to go eat. Are y'all being serious? Or are y'all playing with me? I've, I've never. Oh no, heard no, 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 no. There's, uh, there's a long story behind it, but I'll tell you sometime. Okay, because I was like, I've never like heard a bocce ball before. Oh my goodness, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> So uncultured right now. Like, what's going Wait, on? you really don't know what bocce ball is? No, like for a fact, I've never heard of it. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, we only have 32 seconds yeah. here before we have to hit the break Jeez. because we gotta get so much time. But it's a, it's a, it's a yard game. You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like, yeah, like before, throw... before it's it's the one where you throw the ball and try and get yeah. closest to the little ball. You've seen people playing it on the beach and stuff like that before. But 15 seconds, 20 yeah. seconds. He's, he's I'm, speechless. I'm gonna Google it. I'll Google it. <laughs> All right, yeah. Google, I'll Google it. Google it. <laughs> Uh, we will be back with you guys here in just a few minutes. We'll get you set. We'll get you loaded up for the Mike Tomlin press conference. Uh, some of the injury stuff, looking ahead to the Cowboys. We will have that on the other side. Craig Wolfley, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the In the Locker Room and Steelers Blitz crossover. You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. This report is sponsored by CNN. ESPN Pittsburgh Traffic. Car flipped over on the northbound side of 28. There's an accident as you're approaching Pittsburgh. 